Chapter Sixteen of Ancient Tales and Folklore of Japan. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. Ancient Tales and Folklore of Japan by Richard Gordon Smith. Murakami yoshitiru's faithfulness murakami yoshitiru we shall call him yoshitiru for short was one of the faithful retainers of prince moriinga third son of the emperor god ago who reigned from thirteen nineteen to thirteen thirty nine when i say reigned i mean that god ago was emperor but there was a regent at the time hojo takatori who ruled with harshness and great selfishness with the exception of young prince moringa the imperial family appeared to take things easily they preferred quietude and comfort to turbulence and quarrelling prince moringa was different fiery tempered and proud he thought that hojo takatori was usurping the emperor's rights the man he said was nothing more by birth than one of the emperor's subjects and had no business to be made regent naturally these opinions led to trouble and it was not very long before prince moringa was obliged to leave the capital suddenly with his followers of whom there were some hundreds not enough to fight hojo takatori at the time prince moringa had made up his mind that it would be better to live independently in yamato than to be under the sway of hojo takatori as were his father and his elder brothers having collected the most faithful of his followers of whom the most notable was the hero of our story murakami yoshitiru the prince left the capital in disguise and started for yoshino in yamato there in the wild mountains he intended to build a castle in which to dwell for the rest of his days independent of the regent whom he held in much loathing prince moringa carried with him an imperial flag which he expected would gain for him sympathy and help even in the wild yamato province though from kito the then capital to the borders of yamato is in a direct line only about thirty miles the whole country is mountainous and wild roads are non-existent mountain paths taking their place consequently it was noon on the fifth day before the prince found himself at a little border village called imogase here he found his way blocked as it were by a guardhouse the soldiery of which had been chosen from among imogase villagers headed by one shoji a rough and disagreeable man when prince moringa and his party of about eighty followers dressed as yamabushi fighting monks 
arrived flying the standard they were called to a halt by the village guard and told that they could go no farther into yamato without leaving one of themselves as hostage the prince was too haughty to speak to the villagers and explain and unfortunately murakami yoshitiru his most trusted leader could not be found for he had remained some miles behind to gather straw and make a new pair of waraji straw shoes soji leader of the imogase villagers was firm in his demand that one of the party should be left behind until their return for some twenty minutes matters stood thus neither side wanted to fight at last soji said well you may say that you are a prince i am a simple villager and i don't know you may carry the imperial flag but when you are dressed like yamabushi it does not look exactly as you were a prince as i don't want trouble and you want to pass without trouble my orders being that out of all parties over ten armed people i am to hold one as a hostage the only suggestion that i can make is that i keep as hostage this imperial flag the prince glad enough to save leaving one of his faithful followers gave the standard to soji as a hostage and then he and his party were allowed to pass into yamato they proceeded on their way not half an hour after they had passed murakami yoshitiru arrived at the guardhouse having made himself a pair of straw shoes to take the place of his old ones and his surprise at seeing his master's flag in such low hands was equalled by his anger what is the meaning of this he asked soji explained what had happened on hearing the story murakami lost control of his temper he flew into a violent passion he reviled soji and his men as a set of low blackguards who scarcely had a right to look at the imperial standard of japan much less to dare to touch it and with that he began a general assault on the village guard killing three or four and putting the rest to flight murakami then seized the standard and ran on with it until towards evening he came up with the prince and his party who were overjoyed at what he had done at the recovery of the flag two days later the party reached yoshino and in the vicinity of this place they built a fortress where for some months they dwelt in peace it was not long however before the regent heard of the prince's whereabouts and he soon sent a small army after him for two days the fort was desperately attacked on the third the outer gates were taken two-thirds of the prince's men were dead murakami had been wounded three times and his life could not last long faithful to the end he rushed to his prince saying master i am wounded unto death 
in less than half an hour our enemies will have conquered us for we have but few men left your highness is unwounded and can in disguise escape when end comes give me quick your armor and let me pretend that i am your highness i will show our enemies how a prince can die changing clothes hastily and donning the prince's armor murakami bleeding badly from his wounds and already more dead than alive with weakness from the loss of blood regained the wall and struggling up the last steps he reached a point where he could see and be seen by the whole of the enemy i am prince moringa shouted he fate is against me though i am in the right sooner or later heaven's punishment will come down on you until then my curses upon you and take a lesson as to how a prince can die emulating it if you dare when your time comes with this murakami yoshitiru drew his sword across his abdomen and seizing his quivering entrails he flung them into the midst of his enemies his dead body falling directly afterwards his head was taken to the region in quito as the head of prince moringa who escaped to plot in the future end of chapter sixteen recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c